Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It was an epic, epic affair in Buffalo yesterday. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, not to mention SiriusXM at Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. You can hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Right now, we welcome in former Washington Commanders head coach Jay Gruden, who, of course... That's quite the history with Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. So, Jay, let's start there. This is a question that today, after the Vikings uh, improved to, what, 8-1 and one now on the season, everybody wants to know, can they win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback? You know him better than anybody. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt. Kirk's put a lot of, played a lot of games, been in a lot of key situations and made some plays. You know, the knock on Kirk is probably the big games. He's had trouble in the big games. But uh, I think the supporting cast that he has now in Minnesota, the support that he has from his head coach, his offensive coordinator, his quarterback coach, is a perfect fit. Now, if they can continue to play decent defense, um, then sure they got a chance. They got the best receiving core, maybe the best receiver in pro football. They got one of the top backs in pro football. And Kirk's playing efficiently. And that's what you need. And, Jay, you talked about Kirk's struggles in the big games. A lot of the times those big games are in prime time, and we a lot of people in the media make a lot of Kirk Cousins' record and lack of production in those prime time games, those night games. But as a head coach, how much stock do you put in that kind of stuff? Well, you know, you, you want your players to show up in those big games. But it, it, you know, Chris, that uh, every game is a big game in pro football. You have yes, 17 sir. of them nowadays, and, and they all count for one. Uh, some of them seem like they're more important than others. Uh, but – when it's all said and done, you have to get your team in position to advance in the playoffs, win your division, and then give yourself an opportunity to get in those moments and those bigger games in the playoffs. But uh, Kirk's more than capable of winning games in, in prime time and in the playoffs, you know, as long as he has a good supporting cast around him, which his offensive line's playing well, Dalvin Cook, the running game's playing well, and their defense is doing a pretty good job, led by Patrick Peterson, the grandpa back there. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Gruden, former Commanders head coach, joining us right now with Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. You mentioned it, but it's something that I don't think we have enough appreciation for, or at least we've talked about enough, and that's the Kevin O'Connell factor in how he has affected Kirk Cousins' play. When you look at him, Jay, uh, what have you noticed that might be a little bit different, uh, different this year with O'Connell and Cousins as opposed to something uh, maybe we didn't see before? Confidence. I think uh, Kirk knows that Kevin has his back and is, has his best interest at heart. You know, I think when you play for a defensive head coach, sometimes uh, there's a little more pressure and, and there's a little bit of friction between the coach and the player and play calling and uh, that nature. But Kevin O'Connell knows Kirk very well. I think once Kirk started playing well in Washington, it was because uh, we announced him as the full-time starter. He had to look over his shoulder at RG3 or Colt McCoy. He was a starter. We were going to uh, fight through the poor play, the interceptions, so to speak, maybe the sacks. He didn't have to worry about the guy coming in to, to take his place every other series. He has the confidence of his head coach, the confidence of his receiving core, and he's playing at a high level. And I think uh, they're all hitting on high notes right now. They're mixing the run and pass extremely well, and Kirk's very comfortable. Talking to former Commanders head coach Jay Gruden on Canty and Carlin. And, Jay, you've coached a lot of different quarterbacks in our league. Kirk Cousins is one of them. You also had an opportunity to coach RG3. 
There's a young quarterback in Chicago by the name of Justin Fields who had a day yesterday, accounted for four total touchdowns, albeit in a losing effort. But over the last four weeks, the last month of football, this young man has accounted for 13 total touchdowns. What have you seen from Justin Fields this year? And can he become a true franchise quarterback with his style of play? Well, I think if the last four weeks are any indication, then heck yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, this guy can really hurt you with his legs. I mean, really hurt you bad. Lamar Jackson style, Josh Allen style with his legs, except even more explosive than Josh Allen. Now his passing has got to get better. He's only averaging about 150, 180 yards a game passing. But if you're throwing in 180 yards rushing, I mean, who cares? Uh, <laughs> he's putting his team in position to score points and win games. I think I play better on defense. Uh, but I really like uh, the the path that he's taken and the improvements and the strides that he's made over the last two years is astronomical. And it's only just going to get better and better the more comfortable he gets in the pocket. I mean, he stresses out the defense. The ability. I mean, have 180 yards back-to-back games as a quarterback is unheard of. Jay Gruden with us on Canty and Carlin. Uh, of course, we got the Eagles and the Commanders tonight. Jay, is the Commanders quarterback of the future on the roster right now? You know, that's hard to say. You know, they put a lot of stock in getting Carson Wentz, and he got hurt. And obviously Heineke's come in and done some decent things. He scrambles around and is a tough, competitive guy, which you like to have at your quarterback position. Uh, Is his skill good enough to be a full-time starter for years to come? I don't know. I think tonight will tell a big tale. Now, when when Wentz comes back, are they going to take Heineke out and put Wentz back? And there's a lot of of, uh, issues going on at the quarterback position. I don't think anybody has a firm stranglehold on it, and that's a problem in the NFL. you got to have a trigger man. If you don't have a trigger man that you feel good about week in and week out, then you're going to struggle, and I don't think they found that guy yet. Uh, it's early still in the season. Uh, it's early in Carson Wentz's development, uh, but they're going to have to decide on the guy when Carson Wentz comes back and, and then finish with him and see how he does. Jay, earlier today, quarterback Alex Smith talked about the struggles with dealing with the distractions that come along with playing for the Washington Commanders. Now, you're the former coach at that franchise. Just tell us how you navigated all of the different potential distractions that might have come up with uh, embattled owner Daniel Snyder being in charge of that franchise. Yeah, they've really come to head uh, last couple of years. You know, they weren't quite as bad when I was coaching there. I think uh, we had some internal issues that made public. I think the media tries to stir things up, just the nature of the business and the nature of the, the franchise. That uh, Anything bad seems a lot worse than it really is. Uh, my whole goal is to try to keep it all about football within the walls. Uh, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we had some leaks from time to time of people griping on Twitter or what have you. Uh, but that's what you have to do as a coach. you got to make it all about football and all about us as a team and moving forward, trying to get the best uh, out of them week in and week out, every practice, every game, and trying to improve and uh, not worrying about the outside noise and what people are saying. And that's every franchise, really. If you're not having success and people are going to talk negatively negatively about you, if you do have success, everything's going good. You know, there's nothing being said negatively about Minnesota right now. They're 8-1. But there are a whole <laughs> lot of things being said negative about the Raiders and uh, everybody else who's 2-7 and seven or what have you. So, Winning cures a lot of things, and when you do lose, you got to try to do your best to make sure that everybody stays together and uh, takes takes the same amount of blame and, and tries to work their way out of it. Eagles are eight and zero heading into tonight. Speaking of winning and things going right, is it them and everybody else in the NFC, or are the Vikings close? Are any of the other teams close to the Eagles right now? I think once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. I mean, Chris has been in many of these big games, and uh, you've got to understand with, with turnovers and referees and uh, big play ability for all these teams. You look at the Vikings and what they can do with the big play, and 
And the Cowboys, I know they didn't play well yesterday. They lost to Green Bay, but they still are, have a fighting chance because they can play decent defense and they got some weapons on offense. It's still wide open. But definitely the way the Eagles are playing on both sides of the football is exciting to me. They're physical up front on offense. They're physical up front on defense. And that's where I believe the games are won, especially late in the year and in the playoffs, is in the trenches. Uh, physicality running the football, stopping the run, rushing the passer, protecting your quarterback, and that's what the Eagles can do. And they have big play ability with A.J. Brown and uh, and obviously Jalen Hurts. Jay, just one last one for me. Uh, if you're preparing for the Eagles tonight, how are you attacking them on both sides? Uh, you got to be more physical than them. you got to preach physicality because if they come out and they bust you in the mouth, it's going to be a long day. you got to bust them in the mouth first. There's no question about it. you got to be able to run the ball physically. If the Eagles do have a weakness, they lost that big defensive lineman out of Georgia. He's out. Uh, you got to be able to run the ball and keep their offense off the field as much as you can, control the clock, but be more physical. And uh, you got to hit when Jalen wants to run. You got to hit them. You know, you can't be, you can't be nice. You got to knock these guys around and play more physical than they do in order to have a chance. Otherwise, it'll be a long day. Appreciate it, Jay. Thanks so much for the time. You got it. Thank you, guys. Jay Gruden, former Commanders head coach, his thoughts on tonight on the Commanders organization and on Kirk Cousins. Some good stuff in there. Uh, be very interesting tonight to see exactly how Washington, if they can match up with the physicality of the Eagles. We're going to get to more on that in a bit. But speaking about Cousins, is he actually capable of leading a team to the Super Bowl? And you heard Jay's take. How big is the gap between the Eagles and everyone else in the NFC? We don't necessarily agree on that. It's next, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Paul Allen on KFAN in Minneapolis. It was a tremendous win for the Vikings yesterday. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. I don't buy that the Minnesota Vikings can buy can win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins yet. I, mm. I just I can't bring myself there. They have certainly brought themselves closer. I think they are closer to the Eagles than maybe you do at this point. I do have to at least acknowledge, at least acknowledge that yesterday's win was exceptionally fortunate. I mm. mean, how often does it happen? 
that the other team fumbles the football on the one-yard line after you couldn't get into the end zone, Chris, and you recover it for a touchdown. Last time I saw that happen, it was in the movie All the Right Moves. Other than that, I haven't seen it. Yeah, that was absolutely ridiculous that what happened. And, and first of all, Kirk Cousins not being... I don't know, a little tougher on that quarterback sneak, would you say, Carlin? Is that yeah. the right term? By the Not way, having a little more call. urgency and trying to get that ball in the end zone? That's a problem when your quarterback doesn't do that. So probably the spot where you're a little bit disappointed that they weren't able to get something done. But um, it was just an incredible effort for the Bills, who at one point in this game was down double digits to be able to come from behind. Um, in a week full of speculation around whether or not Josh Allen would play, the Bills race off to a 27-point lead um, early in that second half, and then the Minnesota Vikings clawed their way back into the football game. And, Carlin, that's the fifth time that the Vikings have trailed with less than two and a half minutes to go in regulation and come from behind and won this season. Mm. That's incredible to have that kind of resolve as a team, but that resolve was aided by Josh Allen gifting the game away. And this turnover problem continues to be an issue this is the third game coming off of their bye week with multiple turnovers on offense, with Josh Allen having multiple turnovers. Carlin, at some point, that's got to stop. And with the elbow injury, now coupled with the turnover gaffes that we're seeing from Josh Allen, it's hard to view the Buffalo Bills as a true contender. Now, the Minnesota Vikings, on the other hand, they've got the record that says they're a contender. But when you start looking at the tape and you start looking at the production or lack thereof, it's hard to buy into them. Think about this, Carlin. The Buffalo Bills were 7-13 on third downs yesterday. The Buffalo Bills had 486 yards of total offense. That's 6.8 yards of play. For context, league average is around 5.5. Carlin, they allowed 175 yards rushing by the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. who don't know how to run the football. I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I can't buy all the way into Yeah the Minnesota Vikings being a true title contender, especially when you're comparing them to the best team in the NFC and maybe the best team in all of football, the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, are are they the second-best team in the NFC? They got the second-best record in all of football for what that's worth. Not the question. Are they the second-best team in the the NFC? (sighs) Depends on the day you ask me, Carlin. I have to say yes today. Because yeah. of what we saw in Lambeau Field. Mm-hmm. But had you asked me that this past Friday, I would have said the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I think the chance, there's a chance that the San Francisco 49ers yep. give me the second-best team in the NFC. I think there's a chance that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can turn into the second-best team in the NFC by the time season's end. I, 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 it's hard for me to buy into the Minnesota Vikings, even though out of all of the teams in football, they're probably going to wrap up their division – before anyone else. Yeah, here's the problem. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. I'm with you because today they are the second-best team in the NFC. I probably will still say the same thing next week, even if they were to lose. But I look at the Vikings, and I can see a very clear uh, line of demarcation between them and the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. There, There is no question in my mind that if the Eagles played Minnesota, and if it was in Philadelphia or in Minneapolis, they would win the game. They are the better team, in my mind. It's But it's a clear one and two. But they are 
number two, I, I do have to give them credit for all the things that they have been able to do this season and to, to get themselves here. I do think there is absolutely an incredible, incredible influence on Kevin O'Connell or that Kevin O'Connell has had on Kirk Cousins. I do see a difference with Kirk Cousins this year, but can't he? You cited it as being an unbelievable step a minute ago about how they have come back in these games, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we have that kind of a scat involving a team, it's fluky. You know, you, you, <laughs> and it kind of speaks more yeah. to, who, to who they actually should be as opposed to who they really are. You know, mm-hmm. like when I hear a baseball team have the best record in the game when it comes to one-run games, there have been a lot of things that have gone their way. Yes, exactly. You know, that's what this feels like with the Vikings. There have been a lot of things that have gone their way, case in point, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and that fourth and 18, and I don't know what Cam Lewis, the DB for the Buffalo Bills, is thinking. I mean. You know they're throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson in that situation. Why would you not try to knock it down? I, I, I don't no understand. I don't understand point. that, Carlin. Why, why would you not try to knock it down? Why are you trying to catch the ball? Now I get it. He's not trying to be a selfish player, but in that instance, if you knock the ball down, you're probably going to win that football game. So I just, I, I just don't understand certain plays like that. But again, to your point, you got to have things like that go your way if you're talking about being able to, to win. Um, the way that the Minnesota Vikings have been winning in those close one-score games at the end of regulation or overtime. So we'll see what ends up happening. But, Carlin, Minnesota's about to enter a stretch where they play three consecutive games against teams that would be in the playoffs if they started today. So we'll find out, starting with the Dallas Cowboys, what the Minnesota Vikings are all about over this next stretch of games. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, in just moments... We're going to discuss one thing that we haven't discussed about that game quite yet. You know when we're going to discuss it? When Canty tells us his top five Hello. in the NFL. Hello. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. That is coming up in just moments after this. From my friends at Bosley, look, guys, listen. I can lead you to water. I got to make you drink here. If you are worried about the situation with your hair, you are not being alarmist. You need to get out in front of this thing. Trust me from a man who knows. If you are suffering from hair loss or worried about your hair, you got to check out Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts. The sooner you take action, the more options you're going to have for keeping and restoring your hair. Bosley has both surgical and non-surgical solutions to help you keep the hair you have and grow thicker, fuller hair where you need it the most. Right now, Bosley is giving away a free information kit and a $250 gift card towards a procedure. Just text CARLIN to 203-203. You don't want to wait when it comes to your hair loss. Just get the information. Learn what you can be doing right now to keep or grow your hair. People trust Bosley. They're truly the leaders in hair restoration. They have the most experience restoring hair, and experience matters. So what are you waiting for? Get your free Bosley info kit and a $250 off gift card when you text CARLIN to 203-203. Again, C-A-R-L-I-N to 203-203 and get your hair back with Bosley. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It's always a, always a little bit on edge when we do top five, bottom five. Why are we on edge, though? I, I, I don't, don't understand. I don't, I, I don't know. A little bit on edge. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't understand why our producer, Evan Wilder, has an issue with how I put my top five or bottom five in the Google Doc, because I list them out one through five, so it's clear that these are my top five things in order, but you know the order of operation when we're in the segment is go five through one, correct? Well, yeah, of course. That's we've the way been doing we've it long it. enough where that's assumed that that's how I'm going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why he gets all panicky right before we go into the segment talking about my top five or bottom five every single week, knowing that in our show doc, I'm going to list them one through five. First of all, I get panicky about every segment before we come into it. That's just mm-hmm. my my natural what? state of mind. That's a terrible leadership style. No, number two, well, you know what? Me, me. Well, get we'll get the leadership. Yeah, like style if, later. if Aaron Rodgers was your talk show host right now, he'd be screaming at you on the sideline for not making a decision. <laughs> right, <laughs> and he'd be right. Uh, the other thing is, like, I have other people on the show to worry about. Like, I got like Eric. I'm trying to put him in positions to succeed in the TV control. Oh, so room. we're just over here in the sandbox. No, playing. it's. Everybody, I'm a team guy, and I want everything on the screen to reflect for the team. So, like, if it's listed one through five, and you're going five through one, I just want to make sure Eric knows it's kind of going going to go in the reverse order of how it is on my screen. I'm just kind of imagining that conversation, Kenty. Guys, listen. I know he listed one through five. I know. I know it's stressful. We we got this. It's going to be five through one. That's exactly how the <laughs> We've conversation We've done that every goes. other week. It's week 10. It's going to be five through one. Guys, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't understand, Carlin. I don't get it. I don't understand it. It makes me nervous. And that's the thing. I feel like the has take, to do a better job. Canty, let's take him behind the curtain for a second. What's if that? we could If we could take the nervousness out of Evan. See, nervousness is something that becomes contagious when you're talking about a leader. You don't want to see that when you're looking to your leader, right? Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So, that's all. So, maybe you can include this on your bottom five things from week 10 in the NFL, Carlin. But right now, it's time for my top five. Well, let's do it. Here's Canty with the top five. Number five. Number five. We got to go all the way across the world to Munich, Germany. First NFL game ever played in Munich, Germany, might I add. Uh, Not sure that Warren Sapp has anything to say about Devin White's performance this Sunday because Devin White was everywhere on the football field. Nine tackles, 
Two sacks, a forced fumble, and three total quarterback pressures, Carlin. He had a sack right before halftime that really thwarted the Seahawks' drive. Didn't allow them to put any points on the, ball, uh, on the board uh, to try to build any momentum. But the biggest play that he made in the game was late in the third quarter. Seattle's got the ball inside the Bucks' 10-yard line, low red zone. And your boy comes up with a sack, strip fumble on a green dog. Outstanding play. And that really is what put the game out of reach for the Seattle Seahawks. So outstanding play by one Devin White. Keep it moving. Number four. It's two and on. Checking in <laughs> on the top five. It is two and on. We have to do it, Carlin, because it was an outstanding performance against a mediocre Cleveland Browns defense. But Tua took full advantage, going 25 of 32 for 285 yards and three tuds. The Finns are 7 and 0 when he starts and finishes a game. Tua is tops in the NFL in QBR through Week 10, and he has the he's the seventh quarterback in 56 years to have three TD passes and a passer rating over 135 in three straight games. And, oh, by the way, the Miami Dolphins are now in first place in the AFC East. So shout-out to Tua and shout-out to the Dolphins for getting that done. Number three. Justin Fields continues to ball, Carlin. He continues to ball. If for my money he's the best quarterback in the 2021 draft class, you're talking about it in a losing effort yesterday, but – he went off against the Detroit Lions. Fields had a QBR of 73. He had two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, accounted for 314 total yards. And, Carlin, dare I say, if we were drafting NFL quarterbacks, he's probably now in the conversation for top 10 players to start a team with. Ooh. That's where I'm at with Justin Number Fields. Two. Okay, have a day. Christian Watson, Packers maligned can we say maligned rookie wide receiver yeah i mean he was maligned after he justifiably dropped, so he dropped that bomb in the season opener against the minnesota vikings who thought aaron Rodgers would ever get to the point where he would trust him again but guess what no romeo dobbs in the lineup so aaron Rodgers really didn't have any choice but to trust christian watson and that trust paid off because christian watson had four catches for 170 yards and three count them three touchdowns carlin he had caught a 58 yard bomb he caught a 39-yard pass on a crosser, and he caught another crosser for a seven-yard touchdown. He just had himself a day and really felt like the focal point of the passing game for the Green Bay Packers. So shout-out to Christian Watson and the Green Bay Packers offense because it now feels like they have the vertical element in the passing game. Number one. This guy deserves to be number one because he's a top-two receiver in the National Football League, and he might not be two. That would be one Justin Jefferson. Big-time players make big-time plays in big-time games, especially in big spots. And that's exactly what we saw from Justin Jefferson. Two minutes to go on the other side of the warning for the Minnesota Vikings. Fourth and 18, Carlin, from their own 27. Justin Jefferson catches a 32-yard pass from Kirk Cousins. And the pass wasn't remotely close to being on target. Justin Jefferson pulls his best Spider-Man impersonation <laughs> jumps into the air, grabs the football one-handed with Cam Lewis, defensive back for the Buffalo Bills, hanging on him. I don't know why Cam Lewis didn't knock it down, but Justin Jefferson took full advantage of it, being able to pull that in. Now, of course, we know how that drive ended at the one-yard line, but it still turned into points for the Vikings because they were able to get that fumble, which ended up being a touchdown and a game-tying score. So, shout-out to Justin Jefferson because he gave his team a chance to win that game on a way to having a 10-catch, 
193-yard performance, a career high for the young man. Justin Jefferson, number one on my top five. Jeff, Saturday is honorable mention on the top five. Saturday got a win on Sunday, Carlin. Mm. So I think we got to give him that shout-out. Um, also, if we're going to shout-out Jeff Saturday, he should probably give the game ball to Las Vegas Raiders linebacker Darian Butler. Not sure why he didn't jump on the fumble from Michael Pittman Jr. at the end of that game that really would have iced it for the Vegas Raiders. But we'll have more on that. We'll also have more on what Jim Ursay had to say about his new head coach winning in his debut. But that is Canty's top five from week 10. Love it. I don't know that I could disagree with any of it all the way through. Well done. Well done. I disagree and with I- how he listed it. <laughs> you know what? There's the Hell worst. No. And then there's Haters going to hate. Haters going to hate. That's what it is. Haters <laughs> going to hate. I will say one thing. That catch, better than the Beckham catch. No doubt. Better than the no Beckham doubt. catch. No doubt. Can't- Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty, how is it exactly that someone in the MVP conversation isn't even really the MVP of his own team? We will explain that next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Two hardest words I have always had trouble with. Mm. I'm sorry. And I'm not ready to use them today. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you always trolling these people, man? Give these people a break. No, I'm not trolling them today because, I mean, how do I argue against Tua anymore with the way that the guy's playing? When he starts and finishes a game, they are 7-0. and mm-hmm. Their offense is infinitely better when he is on the field than when he is not. Uh, our guy Hembo came up with this for Dan Orlovsky earlier. With Tua on the field, they're averaging 6.8 yards of play. Just think about some of the great offenses of all time. 2,000 Rams, 7 yards of play. 2018 Chiefs, 6.8. You know, the Saints, the Colts with Peyton, uh, the Falcons with Matt Ryan as MVP. All these guys had MVPs. They're all right around that, too. I mm-hmm. mean, they're up there. So if we're going to start talking about Tua being the MVP, I understand the conversation. The problem is he's not the best player on his team. And... If you took Tyreek Hill out of the equation, we would never be having the discussion about Tua for a potential MVP. Carlin, how much does Mike McDaniel factor into the math in terms of what Tua has become in year three? Well, he has to factor some, but Chris, there's too many weapons there. It's a track meet when they're playing. Oh, no doubt. With yeah. Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. and Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill yeah. and Sherfield now emerging as a number three wide receiver. Like, they've got a ton of weapons for them, but I think the most important thing is the play caller and the play designer, Mike McDaniel, being able to 
tailor the offense to Tua's strengths, and you're seeing that pinpoint accuracy, man. I, I mean, there was a ball that he threw in the corner of the end zone to Sherfield yesterday. Carlin, I, I mean, you're talking about a handful of quarterbacks that can make that throw routinely, and Tua is one of them just because of how accurate he is. The biggest question with Tua is can he stay healthy? Um, but if he is going to stay healthy, I'm pretty sure you're going to get this version of him with the skill position weapons around him. Defense continues to be a question for the Miami Dolphins, but I think that's what Tua is going to have to overcome, especially when it matters most in the playoffs, in order for people to believe in him being a franchise quarterback. Because let's face it, Carlin, if you're a true franchise quarterback, there's going to be something that you have to overcome. There are going to be some warts on the team that you have to be able to move that team past. And I think for this Miami Dolphins team, those warts are on the defensive side of the ball. Now, to his credit, what I will say is this, in the games that he starts and finishes, they average over 28 points a game, which would be good for second in the National Football League, right behind the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. So that's pretty damn good company to be in. Um, But who is going to have to play like this if the Dolphins are going to stay in pole position in the AFC East? And if they have any, any thoughts about being able to get to a conference championship game or a Super Bowl? Let's acknowledge here what this guy's done, okay? He's got 18 touchdowns and three picks. Super accuracy, which is much improved. Canty, the old adage used to be you can't really teach it. You can teach it. We've seen it with some of the real good quarterbacks now with Josh Allen, and we're seeing it with with Tua. It's definitely improved. The strength, still a concern. Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't seem to matter when you have the players that you do on this team. And he has done all of this while going through the whole concussion disaster, which let's just talk about this part for a second. He has come back from, let's just say for argument's sake, having a concussion in two straight games, even though we never fully grasped whether he did or not officially. We we think yeah. he did. Yeah. None of it seems to be bothering him in terms of coming back and being a little skittish. You know, that's yeah. impressive. That's that's really impressive when you think about it, that he has gone out there and be able to play at the same level with the same intensity and with no question about what's going on on the field uh, about staying healthy in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think that is that that can't be understated here. No, I don't think it, it's going to go understated. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's going to be understated as we move through the second half of the season. Now, the Dolphins are going to have their bye in Week 11, so a lot of people are going to forget about them. And then out of the gates in Week 12, you're talking about a matchup against the Houston Texans that they should win. So, Carlin, you're talking about them going into the month of December, being 8-3 and three, and potentially putting some distance between them and whoever's going to be in second place in the AFC East. And right now, that team is the New York Jets. So, the division is right there for the Dolphins taking. And if this team doesn't win the division, I think we've entered the territory now where a lot of people are going to put the blame on number one. Right now, it feels like the Buffalo Bills gifted them an opportunity to run away with it. Whether or not they do it is going to rely on the left arm of Tua Tagovailoa. And so that's the part that I'm curious to see. Uh, For so much of the season, the Miami Dolphins have been the hunters. Now they're about to find out what it's like being the hunted, and that's going to be an interesting place to see how Tua handles that kind of pressure and, quite frankly, how rookie head coach Mike McDaniel handles that kind of pressure. When you look at their schedule, there's no reason to think that this isn't going to continue, considering what it looks like. I mean, they do 
still have Buffalo on the road. They still have San Francisco. But there isn't a whole lot else there that really scares the bejeebers out of me. I don't, know, Miami Carlin, I don't know, Carlin. With that defense that they're, they're bringing to the party, I mean, San Francisco is going to be a tough game. The Chargers are going to oh, be a tough game. I think San Francisco will, yeah. The, the Bills will be a tough game. Green Bay all of a sudden could be a tough game on Christmas Day. On the road in New England with the Patriots potentially having something to play for and then season finale against the New York Jets. I don't think it's an easy road at all, which is why – if they're able to get through this and still be the number one team in the AFC East, I'm going to buy into Tua fully as a franchise quarterback. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.